Welcome to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with Sam Lang, John Conley, and Ryan Marston. For over two decades, Rubino and Langwell Partners have been helping the people of Boston plan for retirement. And now, the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. And hello again. Welcome to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. My name is Randy Cook, here each week with one of the wealth partners at Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners. Sam Lang, John Conley, and today Ryan Marston joins us. Good to get their unique take each week on what they see and when people come in, sit down, have an appointment, what they're asking about, what they're concerned about, and bringing that to the table each week. Might be the same things that you're thinking about. Ryan, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, Randy. How about yourself? Good, good. And it's always good to sit down and talk about things, especially when there's a lot going on right now. And I mean, market wise, it's a lot of up and a lot of down. There's a lot of stuff that's going on out there. I mean, inflation, are people coming in and they have those concerns and they say, you know, am I going to be okay? I imagine your clients say, you know, did we think about this? Am I going to be okay? And then new people coming in wondering the same thing. Absolutely. I think now is an important time like to reach out to your advisor and make sure everything is on track if your advisor's not already reached out to you. And that is an important conversation today because it feels like there are, you know, new things to be worried about on a weekly basis. There's no shortage of topics to discuss, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, it, like we talked about the, you know, the geopolitical events, the inflation, the, you know, how the Fed's going to be raising rates and what the impact of that is not only to inflation, but to the markets in general and what the outlook is. There's just so many things right now. You need to make sure you're aware of how it is potentially affecting you and making sure you're still on the right track for retirement or in retirement. Well, if you are not in retirement right now, I want you to think to yourself that what if you were and then all of a sudden, you know, you've got that fixed income, you know how much you got to spend each month, how much you can spend. And then all of a sudden gas goes up to four or five bucks a gallon and everything at the grocery store is 40, $50 more each time you go, or maybe $75 more every time you go, you're in a fix. And so what do you do about this? How do you fight off inflation? Well, that's been a big topic of conversation on CNBC. This is Mark Mobius. He had an interesting take on things. Definitely, we're going to see higher and higher rates. And I expect to see rates in America go up to 6 or 7%. But that doesn't mean the stock market has to go down. If you look at the history of interest rates and the stock market, there's not much correlation. And anybody who wants to protect themselves against this inflation must hold stocks. Must hold stocks. So that's kind of an interesting take. Do you agree with that? It seems like he said, you know, you need more money, you got to take more risks, so put more into the stock market. I agree and I and I also don't at the same time. I, I don't I would never tell someone they must hold stocks. If it's not in their DNA to want to invest in the market and face that potential volatility, the swings, I'm not going to force someone into investing in stocks. But with that said, I think stocks do play an important role. Equities do play an important role in an overall portfolio where it will help keep up with things like inflation impacts and you know future growth if inflation is higher than expected. You need a bucket of assets that is going is more geared for growth to account for higher expenses in the future in retirement you know whether you're retired now retiring in five years you need that bucket that's going to be again more growth oriented to keep up with potentially increased expenses you're going to face in retirement with the interest rates as low as they are and i know that they're trying to push that up it's going to take a year maybe even two years to get them back to even a three or four percent if they go that high it seems as though just the environment is pushing people into stocks it's pushing people away from 
CDs. It's pushing people away from money markets. It's pushing people away from cash and savings because the growth just isn't there. So they say, well, this is the best game in town. I got to go there. But there's also more risk involved. Exactly right. Exactly right. So it's not like you should all of a sudden just switch everything in your portfolio to, you know, be in stocks. First, stocks is a very broad term, right? There's certain stocks that are more geared for a rising interest rate environment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, more value stocks, more div- maybe dividend stocks. They're going to have a little less volatility than, say, growth stocks, tech stocks, things like that, that have actually done very well in the recent past. So making sure you know, if you are investing in equities in stocks, you're making sure you're investing in the right sectors within that side of the portfolio is very, very crucial. But it's not like you should just blanket change everything. That's why it's so important to have, make sure you sit down and you're you're looking at your overall allocation, making sure you have some level of protection, you have fixed income, and then you have, you know, growth. And it's really what we're talking about. And, you know, right now is how that growth bucket is, is going to be invested within your portfolio. So that's where the conversation comes in about the 365 retirement plan. As you sit down at the table and if you find out about somebody and say, oh, the stock market scares me, I don't want to do that. Well, then if you can explain to them is there are places within the stock market that don't have as much risk, it's not like we're going to put you in a high-flying hedge fund. But if you invest in utilities and things like that, maybe there are places that you feel more comfortable. So that's part of the conversation, isn't it? It is. And, you know, when we're looking at someone's overall portfolio and taking a look at the current allocation, you know, it's my job to show them how different buckets of money within that portfolio is going to be working for them. And, and again, one of my goals is to show them if we call out this amount of money and we know we're going to be have to rely on this bucket to produce X dollars a year for retirement expenses, and that is sufficient enough to get us through at least the next 10, 15 years. Well, maybe the other bucket of assets that we're not as reliant on in the next 10, 15 years, we know we don't have to touch, so we can take on a little more risk um, with that and to potentially, keep again, keep up with things like increasing inflation in the, in the near future, uh, keep up with growth in the market when your expenses could be doubled 15 years you know, down the road, potentially, so depending on what inflation rates are. But it's my job... When when I sit down with someone to show them this is how you're currently invested, you might be too conservative, too aggressive, but where you're going, this would put you in a better situation and make it sure it's it's within their risk tolerance. So it's you know it's not gonna keep them up at night, you know, when their markets are as volatile as they were in the last few months. Well, there's a wide scale of people who are listening to the show right now. You might be on that side where you say, hey, the stock market scares me to death. I don't want to be there. And then you might be in that place where you say, I know I need to use the stock market, but it still makes me nervous. Or you might be a person who says, hey, I know I need growth. I know I need the market and let's go. So there's a wide range. And where do you fall? And how would we know that unless we sit down and have that conversation? Let's find out how we can help you build a plan for retirement. We call it the 365 retirement plan working for you 365 days a year and we do this at no charge we will build this plan for you at no charge all you have to do is give us a call or go to our website here's our number 617-440-9365 let's get something down on paper you can also do it real simple on our website if you don't want to talk to anybody on the phone right now you go to the website which is 365retirement.com and as you scroll down and learn more about Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners a window opens up says hey would you like to talk about your finances 
Click on that button right there. Opens up a calendar. You can actually pick a date right there, and then our team will reach out to you and say, okay, let's sit down and talk through this. Tell us what your concerns are. That's, again, at 365retirement.com. Well, if we keep talking about this inflation thing, and there's everybody is, you know, we know that over the last two years, a lot of people retired because of COVID. Well, now I've got an article in front of me that says there are a lot of baby boomers that are delaying their retirement. They're, they're ready to retire, but they look at what's happening right now and they're delaying their retirement because of inflation. So to me, Ryan, there's always going to mm-hmm. be something out there that's going to be making the market go kind of wonky, waiting for the perfect time to retire. It seems like there's something wrong with that picture. There is. And like you said, there is always going to be headwinds. We're just right now, we have a few probably more than average right now. But when you're pulling up to the gas station, you realize how much you're paying per, per gallon of gas you're putting in your car and, or you see the outflows from your checking account because of how inflation's picking up, you know, and it's making you worry and potentially think about delaying retirement. Well, you really need to look at your retirement plan. You know, I, I would guess one of two things is, A, you don't really have a plan as much as you have a basket of, you know, retirement funds and maybe a social security estimate. Or two, you really haven't looked at that plan and see how the potential impact of inflation or even built in inflation estimates going forward will affect your retirement. And hopefully that if you do have a plan, that has been accounted for to some degree throughout retirement because inflation, it's not like inflation's a new term or a new new thing we have to be aware of. It's always been there. It's just a higher rates right now, you know, hopefully temporary. But that should be something that is built into your retirement plan and hopefully doesn't have to make you delay retirement, you know, years, years down the road because you weren't accounting for it. And this is why you have a plan, because things change over. If you think about over the last 20, 25 years, okay, that's probably an average retirement, 20, 25, maybe even 30 years. Look at all the things that have happened. We had the 2008 crisis. We had the 2000 crisis. We've had a lot of political changes. We've had certainly geopolitical things. We've had COVID. This Mm -hmm. is the kind of stuff that's going to happen over your retirement. There's always going to be something out there. There is. Not to cut you off there, Randy, but uh, along Along those lines of inflation is taxes are, yeah. are a huge thing and that is going to be a forever changing number and you need to make sure you're aware of that and build that into your plan because realistically taxes will probably be higher or higher rates in the future to help fight off some of the national debt we're accumulating at a crazy pace right now so you need to be aware of these headwinds and it's not like there's never going to be a headwind but you need to make sure you're accounting for it when you're sitting down and going through your plan Don't get caught when you're 75 years old and all of a sudden something happens and you don't have the buying power that you need. You can't go on the trips that you want to go on because all of a sudden everything's more expensive or there's something going on in the world that's keeping you from enjoying your retirement. Let's sit down and build a plan that takes these things into consideration and we will look at the what ifs. What if taxes go up? What if the political landscape changes? What if we have another pandemic? What if the market goes down 20, 30, 40%? Are you going to be okay? Let's build that plan. We called it the 365 Retirement Plan, and we'll do that for you at no charge. Just give us a call or go to our website, 617-440-9365. Again, 617-440-9365. And call right now or go to our website. Very easy, 365retirement.com. All right, so we're going to take a break. We'll come right back, and we'll talk about getting help 
with your money. There are a lot of people that do it a lot of different ways. Some people use apps. Some people use real live red-blooded American people <laughs> at a table. And what is what is the best way for you to get help with your finances? We'll talk about that coming up next on the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. Are you worried about retirement? Well, you're not alone and there is help. If you're serious and saved $500,000 or more for retirement, there's never been a better time than now to have a written retirement plan. If you're ready to take the next step, call the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners for a complimentary 365 retirement plan consultation. Call 617-440-9365. That's 617-440-9365 and on your computer at 365retirement.com. Welcome back to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. That's exactly what it sounds like. We do it on the radio, and then we have it for you online as well. So if you're in the car, you want to hear a little bit more, you can do this on your time whenever you're ready. Just look up on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play, the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. Okay, so we do this show so that we make available your services at Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners to help people with their finances. But as we're younger and we go through life, maybe you don't need a financial advisor. You know, some people say, I don't need one till I'm 50 or I don't need one till mm-hmm. I'm 60. And they track things on an app. And Vanguard has a story about robo advisors. And first of all, can you define to me what is a robo advisor? What is that? So, I mean, a robo advisor, you probably know some of the like the terms, but it's, it is really just a... I guess, computer or technology that they package together in the form of an app, maybe on your iPhone or Android device, and you can open up a IRA or an investment account, and they're going to just manage the investments for you, depending on your, you know, how you want it managed on a risk level. And I guess not to get into it, but they do a fine job in that. You're just, I think the expectations don't expect much more than asset management. Mm-hmm. Right? So the article here says of the people that have a robo advisor, 88% of them would consider switching to a human in the future. And 90% of those who have an advisor say they would not want to go over to a digital (laughs) platform. So there's obviously value there in having a person to talk to. What is that big advantage? I mean, I can put in what I want to trade or I want to move my money here and there, but they don't know really what's going on in my life. I would think the algorithm doesn't take into consideration uh, my kid moved home and my expenses moved up or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So that's really on the planning side. So the algorithm, the computer, the robo advisor, which is a computer that's going to be investing for you, uses algorithms based on market trends and, and, and things of that nature tied to what your risk tolerance is. Beyond that, you're not going to get like the more specific advice. What's the impact of an increased inflation on my portfolio? If I want to increase expenses five years into retirement for a 10-year period, what does that look like on the outcome of my overall retirement plan? What happens if I move to a a state tax-free location after retirement? How do I grow my assets in the best way possible for my estate? And what are the estate tax implications on different types of accounts? I mean, those are just a few, honestly, just a few I thought of off the top of my head, but there's so many more things that you can get from the, like the human element mm-hmm. of advice. The, I mean, the other thing is just in the asset management thing, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with algorithms and technology in, in terms of 
asset management. I, but I do still think there needs to be the human element that is involved, right? Well, how you know, many times, I, Ryan, does somebody come to you into the office, they're an ongoing client, and they come in, they say something changed. I got, mm -hmm. I'm going to get divorced, or my spouse has cancer, and it looks like I'm going to be alone. And that changes my social security picture. And all these things that change through our 20, 30-year retirement, yeah. I mean, that seems to me hard for me to put into an app. You know, I have a good amount of clients that we look at their taxes on a pretty regular annual basis, and their taxes alone change pretty rapidly as mm -hmm. you're transitioning into retirement from being a W-2 worker to, okay, all of a sudden you have no income maybe, and then all of a sudden we're turning on Social Security or a pension and, and things like that. So the transition of what just your taxes and how it affects your retirement is pretty significant. And where we draw income from, depending on, you know, the types of accounts you have set up or the planning services of, you know, being able to do Roth conversions when you're in a lower bracket, you're just not going to probably get that aspect of it from a robo-advisor more specific to your situation. I think it's interesting that the people who are using the app say, I would consider using a real person in the yeah. future. So you're going to get to a point where it's not as much about investing and mm -hmm. putting the money together as it is about planning and taking the money out. And that's when it really needs to have that human touch to sit down and talk to somebody on the other side of the table and say, here's what I'm feeling. Here's what I'm dealing with. This is where I want to go. This is what I want to do in retirement. How do you help me do that? And that's the 365 retirement plan. That's sitting down and building something, putting it on paper, taking the variables into consideration and your concerns and what you want to do. That's what it is. And we would love to do that for you. I say take you from the wondering place to the knowing place. And all you have to do is give us a call or look on our website, 617-440-9365, 617-440-9365, or online at 365retirement.com. Again, 365retirement.com. We do this at no charge. So just go to the website, scroll down to the bottom, and a window will pop up and says, hey, would you like to talk about your finances? Click on that and you'll be on your way. So one of the things that's popping up now, we've talked about this for like two years. When the SECURE Act was passed by Congress, they said that something that could happen in our 401ks was a new selection, and that would be putting an annuity in your 401k. We're getting closer to that now. Congress is looking at passing a bill here that would allow you to put 50% of your money into an annuity in your 401k. So, Ryan, if this pops up for somebody mm -hmm. to check that box, I would. That's a pretty big decision. What should we know? It is, and, and I, you know, I think a lot's going to fall on the hands of the four hundred one k provider or you know your company's fiduciary who who looks at. It, it's going to be interesting to see how they're choosing which types of annuities or what company to go with, depending on the income payouts, et cetera, and the rates. But I do think it's a huge step, and I do think an annuity is a right fit for a lot of people that are getting ready to retire and in retirement. It's a way of increasing your, your fixed income in retirement to get closer or meet what your expenses are. Very rarely do I sit down with people um, that have the level of fixed income. And when I say fixed income, I look at sources like real estate, Social Security, maybe a pension if you're lucky. Very rarely are those sources enough to meet what your expenses are in retirement. So an annuity is a very useful tool to gap that delta, the difference between what your net fixed income is after taxes and what your expenses are. And the closer you get to that, the less reliant you are on potentially assets in the market. And this is kind of going back to that first segment when we were talking, having the right buckets of money. 
if your fixed income is very close to what your expenses are, it allows you to potentially take on a little more risk with the growth bucket of assets because you're not relying on that in the near future. And that can keep mm-hmm. up with inflation for down the road and potentially increasing income down the road when needed. So that's the big knock, I guess, to a 401k as yeah. opposed to a pension is it doesn't end in income. And here now they're giving us that option. So it seems like yeah. a really good thing. But we all know that whatever's in your 401k is supposed to benefit you. But at the same time, it's going to benefit that company that holds exactly. it. So we can do this ourselves, can't we? You can. And not to, it's very, very different vehicle than a mutual fund. But, you know, in, in some ways it has its similarities in terms of you, you have a basket of mutual funds within your 401k. It doesn't mean every mutual fund is the right choice within your 401k. Some could be very, very high in expenses, and you got to be aware of that. Just like an annuity, depending on what the option is available, you want to explore and see what the alternatives are on the open market. See if there's a better fit for you, because like I was saying, it, it's going to be interesting to see how the 401k companies or, your, your again, your company's fiduciary who helps to pick the right types of funds within the 401k choose what annuity. You know, it's a very rapidly changing environment in terms of interest rates and payouts on, you know, just company to company. So it'll be, again, interesting to see how that plays Mm -hmm. out. But you always want to explore alternatives, even outside the 401k and the private market to see if what is within your 401k is a good fit and fair. Well, if you get an email at the office and it says, hey, we're going to meet at uh, Thursday afternoon after work at 5 o'clock and we've got a meeting about our 401ks and some new benefits that you might want to look at and an annuity might be one of them. And then once they talk about that, then ask your questions and then give Ryan and the team over at Rubino Lang a call and say, okay, I have this, this new offering here. Is it in my best interest here? Is this a good thing for me or is there something better out there? And we can give you a little guidance on that. And maybe that leads to us sitting down with you and building a 365 retirement plan. So all you got to do is uh, take our number down here, 617-440-9365. We build these plans at no charge. 365retirement.com is our website and you can just follow the prompts there and you'll be on your way. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, there is an interesting thing about Social Security. Everybody says, push it off, push it off, push it off until you're 70, because the longer you wait, the bigger your check will be. Well, if you retire at 65, but don't take your Social Security till 70, what do you do in the meantime? We'll talk about that coming up next on the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. We hope you're enjoying the retirement conversation. If you're ready to take the next step, Call the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners for a complimentary 365 retirement plan consultation. If you're serious and saved $500,000 or more for retirement, there's never been a better time than now to have a written retirement plan. You'll learn where you are now and what you should be doing to retire with confidence. Call 617-440-9365. That's 617-440-9365. And on your computer at 365retirement.com. And welcome back to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. Each week here on the show, we bring you one of the guys from Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. Sam Lang, John Conley, and Ryan Marston is with us today. And as we're kind of going through some maybe concerns that you have and some questions that you have about this thing we call retirement. And 
One of the big decisions that we all have to face as we get toward retirement is what are we going to do about Social Security? I've seen articles, Ryan, that say that's the biggest decision you'll actually have to make in retirement is when you take your Social Security. Would you agree with that? It is a pretty large decision um, in terms of where it falls on the spectrum. I'd say it's probably top three in how it affects your retirement. Okay. Um, beyond that, you know, there are some other large ones, but I, I would agree it is definitely up there in the top. So we hear all the time, the longer you wait, the more you get. If you claim at 62, your check's going to be smaller. If you claim at 70, it'll be as big as they actually allow for you. And then you think to yourself, okay, if I push it off till 70, but I retire at 65 or 66, what am I going to do in the meantime? I, I'm going to miss that check. So there's a gap there, Ryan. How do we fill that gap? Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've done this with a few clients and, and they had their concerns of, do we really want to delete till 70 on Social Security? What am I going to do? Am I going to be comfortable enough? Where are we going to get the income from to live on? So we actually set it up ahead of time. So we, we actually use different sources and we were saving towards different buckets ahead of retirement. And we created enough money in their bank accounts to gap for a couple year period. Doing that allowed us to actually do some Roth conversions because if you retire and you don't have any, you know, earned income coming in, you're not drawing Social Security or from IRAs, you're essentially in a zero percent income tax bracket, maybe allowing for some planning capabilities in terms of Roth conversions and converting assets from IRAs to Roth IRAs. So that gives us a couple of years. Uh, so we did some major Roth conversions with one client for a couple of years, and then they were living off bank assets for that period of time and then from 67 to 70 we actually drew down a little bit from their iras so they have less of an rmd impact come 72 which mm -hmm. actually would affect overall taxes even further between rmds you know when social security is on etc now fast forward that client is actually at 69 turned 70 in june we just had the discussion and it, they were a little nervous at the beginning stages when we first went through the plan and now they actually are feeling the impact it has in the overall structure and income and they're in a much better spot because we delayed till 70 they're we're going to be shutting down some ira withdrawals turning on social security which is going to be over four thousand dollars a month and they're going to be situated now to do some estate planning and trying to protect as much assets for heirs beyond just making sure now their income in retirement is secure. It's like that next level planning now that they know their income is secure. So it does put you in a good situation in terms of fixed income from 70 on if you can delay, but not everyone can get over that mental hurdle and it's tough mm -hmm. to try to convince people. I do compromise somewhere along the line if I can't really show or convince someone that it is in their benefit. And we look at other alternatives and how to build it in if they wanted to start that earlier than uh, 70. So it comes down to kind of, and this might be a question that a lot of us have, is I've saved money in a 401k, I've saved it in an IRA, I've saved it in a Roth, I have social security, and maybe you have a pension, or maybe you have some mm -hmm. rental property or whatever like that. Maybe you have stocks and, and some holdings that way. What order do I take withdrawals from my money? And it seems as you were going through that, it all really hinges on taxes is it, is it does what, yeah and a lot of people aren't aware how drastically social security affects your taxes right and how you know depending on what tax bracket you're in your social security will be taxed um you know if you're in a decent bracket you know mm -hmm. making over fifty thousand dollars a year in retirement and that is most people so if we can position assets to in a more tax-friendly manner, maybe like tax-free, I think it has a trickle-down effect where, if you know, you're, maybe your Social Security's taxed less over a much longer period, but 
it all does really, for me at least, when I'm looking at all these, and everyone's different because they'll come in with different, you know, some people might already have Roth set up, some, you know, pre-tax IRAs, 401ks, and then a lot of money in, you know, after-tax taxable investments like bank or, or brokerage accounts. And it depends what the structure is. We take a look at it, assess it, go through some options you have available on the planning tools, and then look at the different stages of when certain income would potentially trigger over that, you know, 65 to 70, you know, time frame. And that's what it is to sit down and have the conversation about building a retirement plan. We call it the 365 retirement plan. And that might be one of your biggest questions. When do I take Social Security? And to find out that you have options to push that off to a certain year, maybe it's not 70, maybe for you it's 68 or 69, or maybe it's 67. And then you say to yourself, well, how do I fill that gap? Well, that's what Ryan and the team can sit down and talk to you about and what options you have there. That's really what it is to have a financial plan. 365retirement.com is our website. Start there. 365retirement.com. We'll do it for you at no charge. If you've saved $500,000 for retirement or more, that's where the real power of planning kicks in. Why do I say that? But that's, that's where social security planning kicks in. Income planning, tax planning, and all the different phases of this. When you have an amount of money of a half a million dollars or more, that's where the planning really kicks in. So give us a call or look on our website. Here's our number 617 440 9365. Again, 617 440 9365. Or again, 365retirement.com. Well, all of this is all about making our money last. We've saved it. Now we want it to last for 25, 30 years. Last as long as we do. And there was an interesting conversation on the Wall Street Journal with Stuart Ritter. And he has an interesting way of saying what you should do is you should split your retirement into two halves and split your money into two halves. One of the ways I ask people to think about it is think of your 30-year retirement as the first 15 years and the second 15 years. That second 15 years means conceptually you're not using half your money until you're 80, 85, 90, 95 years old when the cost of cruise tickets and visiting the grandkids and hip replacements are probably going to be significantly higher. So don't get so focused on what happens at 65 that you set up a portfolio just for that year. Recognize your portfolio needs to carry you through those 30 years. Seems very simple. Is it so simple? that it's not really a good option, Ryan? Did I take my million dollars, cut it in half and say, here's my first 15 years and here's my last 15 years? It is very simple when you explain it that way and it doesn't always work out. That first 15 years or if you split your money in half, that first half might not be able to produce enough income in today's you know interest rate environment, depending on how it's you know it's invested, et cetera, to get you through the first 15 years. That's why it wouldn't be as simple as that. But in looking at it you know, broadly, the idea is is kind of like how I've been explaining things through the show and having different buckets of assets for different purposes. You know, the beginning stages of retirement, more safe, maybe more fixed income or income generating buckets. Then you have another bucket that allows you to have that other bucket in more growth oriented for that further down the road potential expense increase. That bucket can take on more risk. And it's kind of in terms of comparing it to that, it's that second 15 year bucket. Or, you know, I like to actually look at it more of like 10 plus years out, you know, more on the long-term scale, but it's that second 15 year bucket that you can take on more growth. And in broad strokes, I do kind of agree with it in terms of implementing it that, you know, just 
cutting it in half in 15 and 15 won't always work, especially in today's rate, you know, rate environment. I like the concept of saying, let's split your retirement into two yeah. halves kind of mentally and what your expenses would be. Because in the first half of your retirement, you would think you're going to be traveling more, you're going to be doing more things and your money will move more toward that. But in the last half of your retirement, there might be more healthcare expenses and things like that. And you'll probably slow down a little bit and the expenses will change. And I like that mental aspect of yep. it. But I also really keyed in on what you said. You may need that million dollars to throw off the amount of money that you will need in the second half of your retirement. Again, yeah. if you're planning on spending, you know, if you had a million dollars to cut it in half and, you know, the first 500 to carry you through the first 15 years, I mean, that's going to have to generate pretty strong rates in a more stable type of an account, right? And the only way you're going to earn enough to potentially have that produce enough is going to be taking on more risk. Well, what happens if all of a sudden you have a year when the markets are just, you know, not bouncing back very quickly, you know, down 20%, which is $100,000 of that 500, and you still might have to draw out forty, fifty thousand dollars a year on top of it. After one year, you're looking at, you know, your account, your first five hundred for the first fifteen years, just drop by hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And that's really gonna jeopardize things um, in that first fifteen year um, you know, time frame. So you just gotta be careful again because that first bucket or first half has to be a little more stable in terms of risk and you got to look at how it's going to be invested in today's market to produce enough interest yield to get through the first 15 years before you know that goes to zero by year 10 11 12 and then it really jeopardizes the back half it comes down to the basic question how do i make my money last and that comes down to that same question that we see year after year after year when you ask somebody what's your biggest concern about retirement that is running out of money so let's have a plan and let's sit down and take all of these things into consideration. How do I make my money last? When do I uh, file for Social Security? What is my income going to look like? What if I get sick? What if I have high health care expenses? What do I do about Medicare? There's a lot to talk about. And as you get toward retirement, there seems to be more to talk about. Right now, it's all about investing and saving and where I put my money. But when you get into retirement, there's a lot more things to think about and talk through. That's why we need a plan. So we do that for you at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners at no charge. If you've saved $500,000 or more for retirement, let's sit down and build that kind of plan. We call it the 365 Retirement Plan. You can go to our website, 365retirement.com. Just scroll down, and as you do, and you learn more about Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners and John and Ryan and Sam, a window will pop up and says, hey, would you like to talk about your finances? Click on that, and then you can schedule an appointment actually right there. You don't even have to talk to anybody on the phone. You can schedule it right there. Do it at your convenience, and let's sit down, put the papers out on the table, and let's have this important conversation. You can also give us a call and schedule it right there. 617-440-9365. 617-440-9365. We'll take a break. Be right back with more of the 365 Retirement radio show and podcast. We hope you're learning a lot from today's show, but how does it apply to your situation? 
You can find out with a call to the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners for a complimentary 365 retirement plan consultation. If you're serious and saved $500,000 or more for retirement, there's never been a better time than now to have a written retirement plan. You'll learn where you are now and what you should be doing to retire with confidence. Call 617-440-9365. That's 617-440-9365. And on your computer at 365retirement.com. Welcome back to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with Ryan Marston here today, talking through some of the things that uh, you might be wondering about when it comes to planning for retirement. So, all right, here's the big financial question of the day here for you, Ryan. Are you a good napper? <laughs> no, I am not. I'm asking I'm a guy with little terrible. kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. No, no, no. I've been a pretty bad napper for a while now. I don't think, I can't even remember the last time I took a nap, to be honest. Gosh. Um, I, I was a champion napper. When I was doing a morning radio show and having to get up at 3.30 in the morning, I'd get home about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and i go down for the count for two hours and then get up, and away we go again. But napping is a skill, I believe. You know? It is. To, to sit down and, and take a nap for 20 minutes and then get up and feel refreshed, there's not a lot of people that can do that. Yeah. And this is Jeffrey Iliff. He is a, uh, I guess he's an expert in sleep, and he said here is the reason why a lot of us aren't really good nappers. When you wake up after a nap and you feel like you just got hit by a truck, it's because what has happened is you started to build what's called sleep inertia. So once you start sleeping, after you get past a certain point, your brain gets into the mode that thinks, oh, we're doing this for the next eight hours. And if you interrupt it after it's gotten past that point, it's sort of a rude awakening. That's why when you nap, you should actually nap either a very short nap, 20 or 30 minutes, or setting an alarm for a 90 minute nap. All right. So you, you have one child? I have one. Yes. Three and years old. Three years old. Okay. That's exhausting. <laughs> yeah. And he, he's, he's like, getting beyond that nap stage. So it's it's kind of tough to like be able to shut down. Listen, I wish I could nap. I've just never been a good napper, but I do track sleep. So I do understand what he's talking about. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so if I could nap for a 20 minute segment and, you know, be refreshed for the remainder of the day, absolutely. I'm not sure when I could find that time, but I would love to, you know, cull out 20 minutes a day to be able to do that. We so- actually had somebody come over to the office and they interviewed and it was like their first job. And they asked if we had sleep pods at the office. And I was interesting. like, really? <laughs> that, I, that is interesting. An interesting requirement. Hey, that might have been a good candidate because he's going to be pretty productive right after that now. I right? don't know. I don't know. That's just not sitting right with me. Anyway, yeah. so talking about napping and the way that I'm bringing this in is there's an article that talks about how your 401k is napping or you might be napping on your 401k. Ryan, this is the place that we are pounding most of our money for retirement. Yeah. What are the options that people have that they probably don't know about that they might be napping on? Yeah, listen, I mean, adding to your 401k, you know, dollar cost averaging in on a monthly basis or per paycheck is, is fantastic, especially in a really volatile like market like we've seen. You know, the pullback, as much as any, no one wanted to look at how much their account was down January, February, you know, potentially March, and it's rebounded nicely in the last few weeks. But you are still adding probably to those 401ks, 403bs, retirement accounts over that time period, buying in lower on those depreciated assets, which is fantastic. And that's why 401ks, you know, really do, if you continue socking away into them, 
have really good returns because you're continuing to buy in and you're getting lower asset levels and potentially you know the rebound on the contributions there but you always want to explore what your options are available and all the options don't always exist within just your 401k plan you can do you know outside investing from your 401k you know depending on the company you work for in the terms or policy within their 401k you might have the ability to roll over some of the assets within your 401k into a, a rollover ira and then you have the world of investment options available to you beyond what is just available inside a 401k i've seen fantastic 401k options and i've seen very limited 401k mm-hmm. options you know in, in reviewing a lot of clients accounts and always exploring the alternatives is a very you know potentially beneficial and eye-opening thing and it doesn't necessarily take a lot of time and effort as much as you might think you know I have no idea how to go about this that's you know part of what we would do is look at all options within a 401k and then all rollover options that may be available depending on your company's terms and plan so this happens when you're 59 and a half this is mm-hmm. a time when you can go into your 401k and take money out and not be penalized for it. Yep. So somebody says, well, Ryan, I'm getting a match. I, I still want to participate here, but you can do a little of both here, can't you? Absolutely. So, you know, let's just say there's 500000 in the 401k and you want to roll over a portion of it and you can roll over, let's just say 300, 400,000 into the IRA, leave a balance within your 401k. You're still contributing to your 401k, still absorbing the match, still investing in those 401k options, but that money you rolled over, you might be exploring different alternatives as you're getting ready for retirement that just aren't available inside the 401k. And maybe we'll take a look at fees within the 401k versus your new options available. But a lot of people are, aren't aware of sometimes the high fees that are you're, they're paying within their 401k. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not always just low fees in 401ks. So you want to explore all options available and go through pros and cons of any decision you make in terms of you know investments, retirement accounts, retirement plan, and go forward with the option you're most comfortable with and you think suits you best. But you always want to explore those. So keep putting money in, use that dollar cost averaging power, in-service rollover is a possibility. And then last week we talked about this, and I want to throw this in there too, and that is Roth conversions, uh, taking mm-hmm. some of that money from a 401k or an IRA and converting it over to a Roth so you have a tax-free bucket in retirement. We were talking last week with Sam about how this might be a good time for that because the market is down, and so you would have less taxes to pay. So that kind of makes sense. But tell me the advantage of having taxable money in retirement and a tax-free bucket. Yeah, so having a taxable bucket of money in retirement is great. It's right, you're saving as much into that as possible is, is fantastic. But if you have a million dollars when you retire in a pre-tax 401k, it's not really truly a million dollars, right? Because you make withdrawals and you have to pay taxes. If you ever needed it all at once, half of it's gone to Uncle Sam, mm-hmm. right? You know, whereas if you had a, everything in an after-tax or tax-free account like a Roth, Roth 401k, Roth IRA, it's a million dollars, it's a million dollars in your pocket. You know, you don't have to worry about taxes. Taxes have been paid. Now you've gotten tax-free growth and tax-free withdrawal privilege going forward in the future. So if you did roll over, um, you know, a portion of your assets into a rollover IRA, and one of the things we do is we manage that, and then we come up maybe with a Roth conversion strategy, just even while you're working. It might be at a lower level than when you retire, and your income tax bracket might be reduced, and that's when you can really make some headway in terms of Roth conversions, but you still might have the ability to do some as you're gearing up for retirement and rolling assets over might 
open up that window of availability. So you talk about that window. And so now 72 is when you have to start taking the money. Yep. 59 and a half is when you can start moving the money over without a penalty. But looking at that, if you were going to retire at 65 and you were going to file for Medicare and maybe you put off your Social Security, like we said earlier in the show here, the amount of income that you have will have a bearing on how much you pay in your Medicare. So is the window really smaller, Ryan? Is it's now between like 59 and a half and 65 to do this? Or or would you say that that's not really true? The different maybe levels of what you can actually convert per okay. year, right? So, you know, I, I have some clients we're doing significant, you know, close to, um, you know, $150,000 a year conversions right now mm -hmm. um, because they have the wiggle room to do that without hitting those Medicare thresholds where the premium surcharges would kick in around 170, 180,000. Those are changing numbers. So, you know, when 65 comes around, Again, going up to 65, we don't have to work, or, you know, 64, say, because they look back on that on the okay. Medicare surcharges. But let's just say 64, we might have more threshold to do, you know, a couple hundred thousand in conversion. 65, let's just say, you know, we, we have to scale back to 100. You know, at 70, let's just now fast forward. And this is why you try to do it ahead of that magical age of 72, the RMD age. Mm -hmm. You're now required to take out distributions from your pre-tax assets, 401k, IRA, 403b, whatever it might be, by the IRS. And those distributions can't be via a Roth conversion. So if you did that, if you wanted to do Roth conversions later, you're going to have more taxable income just naturally from the RMDs because you'll have the RMDs coming in. You'll probably have Social Security coming in, you know, whatever other sources you have on top of that. Then if you ever did want to do Roth conversions, it's on top of all those other sources. So that's why the strategy, you know, you have a window of opportunity. The window as you get older is shutting on a yearly basis, mm -hmm. you know, a little bit at a time. And then at 72, it's very tough to find a strategy that does work on the Roth conversion front, um, just depending on the, you know, the taxation of it. It's usually going to be a lot higher levels. It again, all comes down to taxes. <laughs> As we sit and talk through some of these things, and then there's the tax idea here. So these are things, you know, how would you know? You've heard of a, a converting some of your money over from an IRA to a Roth, but how much do you do so you don't get yourself in tax trouble? Then you get to 65, and it could get you in a Medicare premium problem. See, this is where we really need to sit down with somebody and go through a plan and have all the numbers worked up for us, put the papers out on the table and have this discussion. We can do that with you and we do that at no charge. We'll build a 365 retirement plan for you and talk through this. If most of your money is in a 401k, did you know you had all the options that Ryan just laid out? Probably not, but let's go through them and see if some of these things would benefit you and put more money in your pocket for your retirement years. Here's our number. Here's our website. Give us a call and let's get a date. 617-440-9365. 617-440-9365 or 365retirement.com is our website. Just scroll down. A window opens up, says, hey, would you like to talk about your finances? Click on that and you'll be on your way. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you next week here on the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast.
For more information, to schedule a consultation or upcoming retirement planning events and radio show times, go to rlwealtheducates.com. John Conley and Ryan Marston are investment advisor representatives of Retirement Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed can be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if John Conley, Ryan Marston, or Sam Lang are licensed in your state, please call 617-630-8787. Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through RNL Insurance Agency. Massachusetts license number 1783398.